It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is an absolute banger. Joan Jett, bad reputation. She's a Hall of Famer. And it's good that we're bringing on a Hall of Famer when we play this song. And it's also the theme song for the short live TV show, Freaks and Geeks. And we consider ourselves both here. Drew and KB, the new 97.3 The Game. We welcome to the program from the Wisconsin State Journal, longtime friend of the show, and a Hall of Famer in his own right, Tom Oates. Hi, and we Oatesy. didn't bring him on with Hall and Oates, which would be what most hack <laughs> stations would do. We're better than that. We bring him on with a Hall of Famer. Hi, Oatsy. Hi, boys. How's it going? It's going very, very well. We're having a good day today, even though it's cold. How are you surviving the polar vortex? I'm still here. <laughs> At a baby. So, you're of a vintage. Did You didn't attend the Ice Bowl, did you? You were alive and cognizant I of it? The ice, I did attend the Ice Bowl as a 15-year-old. You attended the you Ice Bowl? You did not, really? Yeah. My you... dad had season tickets, had eight season tickets to Packers games, and... Uh, my brother and I went, and uh, a couple of friends went with us, and uh, we left at halftime. You left at halftime. Smart yeah. man. So now I was, uh, I was. Uh, let's say I was hopelessly underdressed for. <laughs> well, I, can, I, 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 all I remember is walking down the stairs at my at my parents' house in Appleton, Wisconsin. And that because the day before was a really nice day. We were out in a, you know playing football, snow football on the field or whatever. And I walked down the stairs and we had a, a, a thermometer outside on our landing out the window. And I looked and I just went, say it was 17 below in the morning. And I went, oh my God, this is not going to be fun. So, and it was, it was what we're going through right now. It was, it was just like this. That's, that's all I can say. This was, this is the closest or one of the closest times I've ever seen to that right there. Uh, to, to the weather on the day of the ice ball. So you're 15 and underdressed. You cover a lot of college games. My wife went over. My wife and I went over to the Wisconsin game last last Saturday, and it was nippy. It was chilly, but I guarantee you, the ice ball, a college kid would be going in a jersey and a hoodie. That's it. <laughs> 15 below. That's all they ever wear. Jersey and a hoodie. That's all well, they need. There are some dorms like really close to the coal center. Uh, let's just say that. So if you yeah. saw some college kids in t-shirts and a you know or a hoodie and something else, they probably had a short walk. But you'll see uh, that at that football games too. You know that doesn't excuse them though because they're college kids, and you know how right. you are when you're a college kid. You'll do anything. Right. I saw one of the uh, Twin Cities papers had a picture of a guy yesterday in the polar vortex walking across University Avenue in Minneapolis shorts. in shorts. And the, the guy in the caption, the photographer went to get his name, and the guy declined to give his name because his mom would be mad at him for wearing shorts. He had a, <laughs> uh, he had a big jacket on, and he had his face kind of obscured, so you couldn't really tell who it was. Meanwhile, she found his bong, but yeah, but that's too funny. Did you see the little uh, social media uh, thing on Jerry Kelly? 
Yes. yes. Great video of Jerry at Kelly. His, at, his, at his home in Madison hitting uh, golf balls in the snow in shorts. He had to try it. 45-degree wind chill, and he's out there being a gamer. He lost a few <laughs> yards off the tee. Yeah, I, I can yeah. imagine. I can imagine. So, all right, Otzi, we wanted to ask you, we were just having a conversation here off the air. We were talking about earlier about Marquette and their victory last night and the run that they're on, 18-3, and three, ranked in the top 10, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of buzz in our area. I know in where you, you live in Madison, there's never a lot of Marquette buzz, but any theory as to why that is? Because we were just saying if the Badgers were ranked in the top 10 and were 18-3, and three, uh, it would be a bigger deal. Well, my one of the my long held theories about Marquette is that uh, there there aren't that many Marquette fans in Wisconsin, as uh, I would say compared to the Badgers. First of all, Wisconsin's a bigger school; turns out more graduates. Secondly, I think uh, Marquette has a much higher percentage, maybe of uh, of people uh, from the Chicago area who end up going back to Chicago and and living after they graduate. Um, so I'm not sure that there's the uh, kind of the grassroots level of support for Marquette basketball that there is certainly uh, for Wisconsin, which is, you know, the state land-grant university. Um, having said that, uh, Marquette has obviously has a great basketball tradition, and I remember the Al McGuire years when Marquette was a huge story in the state of Wisconsin. But Al McGuire strung together a, a bunch of great years. There was a you know, maybe a, a a decade or a little more, where they were just one of the elite elite programs in the country. They were they were often ranked in the top ten, and you know this this was Marquette has just cracked the top ten this year, and it's it's been hailed as a great achievement, and it is. But this was pretty routine for Marquette during the Al McGuire years, and I think maybe this team has to build up to that. That'd be by my. Uh, my view from afar here. That is, uh, I think that you're dead on on all counts. Uh, the fact that there's been a lag, they haven't been in the tournament in a while, if people are out of practice a little bit. If they had been, let's say they had been to the, you know, at least even in the tournament or like made it to the Sweet 16 recently, there'd be more juice now than there is. People are, there's a, there's always a lag with with, with I think, fans. I, I think what that is, Drew, is, is uh, people are, when you haven't been in the tournament for a few years, People are, are just kind of leery of jumping on and saying, yeah, this is it. Uh, I think, you know, they're kind of, uh, well, this this isn't really what we do. You know, uh, I, I, I can't believe we're doing this. And just that those kinds of feelings that make it a little harder to jump on the bandwagon. But, you know, I think now's the time. I mean, they're in the tournament. I don't care what they do the rest of the year. They're in the yeah. tournament. And they have a really good team. Uh, and they're the kind of shooting team that I think can make some waves in the tournament. Uh, you always see, I, I don't know if they could go 6-0 uh, six, six in, the, in the tournament, but they're certainly the kind of team that can shoot their way past uh, a lot of opponents. Okay, so Wisconsin and Marquette played earlier this year. They were still feeling their, finding their way a little bit. Wisconsin takes them to overtime. Marquette wins the game at Fiserv for them. If they played tomorrow, who would win that game? Oh, where's it being played? <laughs> uh, being neutral played site. Neutral site. I think it's being played at Pfizer Forum. Marquette wins. I think if it's being played at the Cole Center, Wisconsin wins. I mean, they were clearly pretty evenly matched in that game in December. And, 
you know, uh, Marquette won in overtime. I mean, what more needs to be said? I think uh, when both are playing well, which uh, Marquette is now, and then Wisconsin is, I would say, back to playing quite well here. When both are playing well, I think they're both legitimate top 20 teams in the NCAA. It may be maybe even better than that in, the, in either case. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Okay, so it's a home team and it'd be, it'd be a coin I'm, I'm flip. I don't know. You know, if, if it was a neutral site, if they would meet in the tournament somewhere, wouldn't that be fun? That'd be fantastic. Well, that way. Let me ask you this. Who do you, which team do you think from the beginning of the year to now has improved more? Well, I think Wisconsin started out really well and then hit a bit of a lull and now is kind of is finding itself again. They're, Wisconsin's defense has become really good. Uh, I think they're up to number five in Ken Palm's efficiency ratings. Uh, and it's and it's just getting better and better by the game. They're 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 doing some. I think they've held five opponents in a row to their their lowest point total of the season. So uh, Wisconsin has shown some uh, some improvement recently. Although their next four games are just as brutal a schedule as you can face in the Big Ten, and we're going to be able to tell a lot about this Wisconsin team. But my, I think Marquette has improved steadily. I think there's been a a, a very steady growth spurt. Um, I'm not sure the Big East is the Big East we've become used to over the last what when did uh, when did it change 2011 I mean even before that but whenever uh, whenever realignment took place I, I I think the Big East has been a, a beast so to speak and um, I, I'm not sure that's the case this year but uh, Marquette certainly has gotten better and better and better and uh, the team I watched some of the Butler game last night. And uh, Marquette's playing at a really high level right now. We're talking to Tom Oates of the Wisconsin State Journal here. Drew and KB, the new 97-3, the game. All right, I'll throw this one at you. Um, one game for all the Tostitos. Who would you rather have on your side, Ethan Happ or Marcus Howard? Oh, boy, that's a good one. That's another think, one we've been uh, kicking around. I think it depends what your style of play is. If you're playing an up-tempo uh, style like Marquette does and firing up a lot of threes, uh, you'd take Marcus Howard. I think if you're playing a half-court game, you'd, you'd probably take Ethan Happ. I have to think about uh, free throws, though. Oh. <laughs> I have to think about free throws. Well, I know who I want at the end of the game getting fouled. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Marcus, Marcus Howard is just a terrific free throw shooter. He's fantastic. And, uh, That's an unfair question because you're right. It is based on style and, and how you're playing and, and how you fit your yeah, team. But and, they're both top you know, they're apple, players. They're, they're apples and oranges as players. Uh, you know, from the position they play to the style of play to their free throw shooting. I mean, there's just their uh, – I mean, who affects the game more defensively and rebounding-wise? Certainly Ethan Happ does. So they're, they're really apples and oranges as players. I, I just think it's phenomenal that – we're looking at at uh, the state of Wisconsin here, and we might be looking at two first-team All-Americans. You know, I, I don't know the rules, but you see Ethan Happ, and we've all seen him. There's not a guy in the world who works harder on shooting free throws than he does. I mean, he's the last one off the court and shoot around, um, and that's all he's working on. Now, obviously, well, not obviously, but it seems like it's a head thing. So, is you know, there... It often is with... It often is with free throw shooting. Right. So you got to do something different. Do you have to stand right on the free throw line, or can you stay in the circle? I mean, anything to break it up. Could you step back a foot? Anything. 
just to make, you know, the whole process of stepping to the line, looking down, throwing up a, a clanker. I mean, could you do anything like that? Well, you know, we've all seen, Drew, you've seen it with the Brewers, guys like Bill Hall and Corey Hart, who's changed their stance every week. Uh, you know, as soon as they had an 0 for 4, they also yep. they were in there tinkering, tinkering with their batting stroke. And I equate free throw shooting to hitting a golf ball or uh, a baseball swing in that simpler is better. And the, the less, the, the less uh, motion you can take out of it, the less uh, fooling around, tinkering you do with it, the better off you are. It's just grooving a repeatable stroke, whether it's shooting a basketball or swinging a golf club. Uh, it's, it's grooving a repeatable stroke. And when you start fooling around and going uh, a step back or a step to the side or all that, I, you know, to me that's, that's uh, just not the way to go. The way to go is to stand up there and develop a repeatable stroke. And if, you, if, if there's a physical reason for Ethan Happ's struggles, I think it's that he struggles to repeat the same stroke every time he shoots a basketball other than, you know, inside. I'm talking uh, shoots a a face-up jump shot, whether it's from 15 feet or the very occasional three or from the freezer line, I think he struggles to uh, to have a repeatable stroke. Good stuff. Otzi, before we let you go, what do you think of what's happened in Green Bay with the staff getting settled? Um, they're, they're, they're closing in on that elusive special teams coach. That's, a, as it turns out, a really important hire for them. But what do you think of the staff that Matt LaFleur has assembled so far? Well, I'm of the opinion, and, and this is college football as well, at least at the Big Ten level, is there's a lot of good coaches out there. And you need to, uh, uh, you know, that doesn't mean they're all going to be good, but just because you don't get a guy you might want or that people think you should get doesn't mean you didn't get a good coach. Um, I, I did find it interesting that they really purged the Mike McCarthy people on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they're really going to start over there, and I I actually commend that strategy. Uh, I think James Campen, for instance, is a terrific offensive line coach, and he might very well be missed. But uh, the notion of just getting rid of everyone and and basically starting over on offense, I think, is a pretty good idea. Good stuff, Otsi. Before we let you go, we had the debate yesterday, and people we we said if the Packers were playing in these conditions for the National Football Conference Championship at Lambeau Field, would you go? And a lot of people said, yeah, I'd go pack up, layer up, man up. I'm thinking today, and you went to the Ice Bowl, I'm thinking today the NFL would cancel the game. They would postpone under these conditions. Do you agree? I I think if, if uh, I know the high, high yesterday in Madison was 13 degrees, or minus 13 degrees, and, you know, it's, what, 25 below at night, I, I think the NFL would seriously consider pushing the game back a day or two until, you know, uh, uh, the weather at least, you know, got within reasonable range. I, I really do. I, I, the ice bowl was brutal. I, I, I could have been dressed, uh, I could have been dressed up in all the modern gear that we have now. And I, and it still would have been brutal to sit there and for, you know, three hours, uh, now there was a big, there was a win. It was a pretty windy day in the ice bowl. It was, uh, the game time temperature was thirty minus thirteen, and the uh, the wind chill was minus forty one, I believe, or <laughs> I read it's forty minus forty seven somewhere. And uh, I don't care; that's brutal on any planet. And I, I'm not sure the NFL would subject its players uh, 
and fans to that at this point in time. I don't think they'd play it either. OT, thanks for joining us, man. It's good to catch up. We will talk to you again. Yeah, nice talking to you guys. See ya. All right, Tom Oates, Wisconsin State Journal. Check him out, madison.com. You can read Oates' copy. And uh, Badgers with a big game against Maryland tomorrow night. It's a whiteout game at the Kohl Center, and you'll hear it right here on 97.3 The Game with uh, Matt LePay and Mike Lucas on the call. Speaking of on the call, our buddy El Jefe is going to call us. I'm wearing an Admiral's jersey over a hoodie today, so KB, I am that college guy you're talking about. Yeah, but you're not going to walk outside when it's 15 below and watch a game. You're absolutely right about that. It's an Admiral's jersey, and uh, Admiral's President John Greenberg joins us next. Drew and KB, the new 97.3 The Game. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.